Podcasting from Knoxville, along the banks of the mighty Tennessee River, this is the Startup Knox podcast featuring interviews with local entrepreneurs about their startups. I'm your host, Brandon Bruce, and today we continue our series in partnership with the 100 Knoxville Initiative, which aims to increase revenue at Black-owned firms by $10 million over the next five years. Today, I'm talking with Deidre Harper, Director of Business and Community Relations for BNB Services, a family-owned business. Since 1987, BNB Services has provided landscaping and lawn maintenance, erosion control, traffic control, and construction. Welcome to the show, Deidre. Hello. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. So, so let's start with the big news. So BNB Services is one of the five companies selected for the first cohort of what's called the 100 Knoxville's 5x5x5 program. So five companies, $5,000 each, five weeks with a group of business mentors. Uh, winding back the clock, how did you first hear about 100 Knoxville and get involved with it? And, and why did you apply? Uh, winding about the clock, I heard about uh, the same type of initiative in Memphis. And then kind of fast forward to that same type of initiative coming to Knoxville via you, uh, Brandon, definitely reaching out to some um, community members just to get the feedback, get a feeling if this was something good for Knoxville, if this was something that would be um, a good endeavor to jump into and had a couple of meetings with you, decided to apply because I do I do feel that you can never learn too much. You don't know. You don't always know everything. And I wanted to continue to surround myself with other like-minded individuals, mentors. I know that was a big key thing for me um, looking into what 100 Knox is offering. And that was mentorship, networking, partnerships. And I know right now at B&B, that's, that's something that we need that, will, that can take us to the next level. Absolutely. Well, I'm glad that you mentioned Memphis. So their 800 initiative has gotten a lot of traction there over the last couple of years. Uh, it was kicked off by Mayor Strickland in Memphis, partnership between Memphis, Shelby County, Epicenter, Starco, and a number of enterprises in Memphis, including FedEx and others. What had you heard about the 800 initiative before uh, we kicked off 100 Knoxville here in Knoxville? The, really, honestly, the only thing that I heard was there was an initiative, an organization that was in Memphis that was helping grow black businesses, African-American business, minority owned businesses. And that was kind of enough to me to be pique my interest because I knew that was something that would benefit Knoxville as being a part of the women, the Women Foundation, the Women LLC, really um, focusing in on access to capital for small business owners. So I just knew that that was right up the alley of what what was needed to be done and what other was, others was trying to do. Yeah, timing-wise, you just mentioned the Women LLC, the Women Foundation. Tell us more about that. When did you all kick it off and, and what are you working on today? Well, the Women LLC, we kicked off about a year ago in the midst of a pandemic that was right when COVID-19 hit uh, about June. We just kind of came together, uh, which we had been meeting uh, before that, just a group of women coming together and wanting to bring a solution to the things that we were seeing around in our community. So we have been able to provide access to capital to three Black-owned businesses in Knoxville, Tennessee. And today we are getting ready to launch our spring application. So that will be coming soon. But yeah, we've been able to just be impactful. They use the money um, to do various things in their business, uh, whether it be hire someone, materials, supplies, um, getting into stores, getting their uh, products into different platforms. So it, it's been be very beneficial. 
Fantastic. Yeah, we need, uh, as you've said before, as many of these programs as possible, mm -hmm. right? I mean, you think of it as yes. you know, a wraparound service, as many programs connecting entrepreneurs with capital, with mentors mm -hmm. and expertise, with training programs, and, and we need as many of those as we can get in Knoxville. So thinking about for B&B services, for your experience so far as a participant in the cohort of Hunter Knoxville, uh, what have been some of the wins for you and for the company so far? Some of the wins have really just been um, able to get knowledge from the mentors that are a part of 100 Knox. It's great to just talk to someone that's a little bit that's not directly involved in your business because they have new ideas, other ways of looking at things, um, other connections that we might have been thinking about, but not know exactly how do we access those types of businesses? How do we get in front of these different clients? And that has really big been big so far. I know another thing is succession planning with B&B. And we have a, a meeting that you helped set up uh, coming this week. So I'm very excited about that because we are in a position at B&B to try to grow and to level up and to continue to provide jobs to those that live directly in our community and surrounding communities. Um, so that has really been a big takeaway, the mentorships and networks that, have, um, that I've experienced. Yeah, I feel like succession is even now a, a bigger topic than it was before because of course there's the famous tv show by that title now so everyone's kind of focused on this really interesting and intriguing aspect of family-owned businesses which is how do they continue from generation to generation what does that what does that pathway look like right you've got the the first generation mm -hmm. the founders and then the second generation that then can take over are they owners are they involved in management of the business uh, or not Right? Do they want to mm -hmm. continue it on and, and, and so on? So what so far have been some of the advantages and challenges of, of working with family in a family-owned business? Hmm. I mean, I really don't know any challenges. The well, the advantages is flexibility. Um, I know my dad always says, people always told me, you know, don't, you don't do family, you don't do business with family. It never goes well. He said, but he has been blessed. Um, we really work well together. I think there's a level of trust that comes with it being an advantage of working with family business. Um, and then having the passion of really wanting to move the needle forward and really, um, develop my father's vision. Um, just a little background, if you, if I, if I can, just to kind of show how how we got here. Um, like you mentioned earlier, yes, B and B started in 1987, and my dad, Bath and Harper Senior, he really just had a passion to provide an avenue for um, my brother and his friends, something positive. Um, you know, taking them off the street, being involved in things that they should not have been involved in. So he was another person. Let me bring a solution. He's a veteran. He um, served in the military. He worked at Y-12. He and my mom worked at Y-12 Oak Ridge for a very long time. So he was working there while starting a business in Knoxville. My brother was able to take over that, start the business up, get some of his friends. You know, they have their crew. They've got the truck. You know, they started out with one mower, one truck and just really started mowing residential company, uh, residential businesses. I'm sorry, residential customers. And from there, it really expanded. It grew. We started working with the city of Knoxville. And I know my dad is really specific about wanting to provide jobs to we're felon friendly and just wanting to provide jobs for those that are in our community that find it hard to 
gain access to those jobs. So he's really just wanting to be his office door is always open. The guys come in, they just sit and they talk, um, whether it's personal life skills and we provide those as well. So that was really why BNB started was really to provide a place where um, young brothers could come together, work, have an income and be involved in something positive. Um, so when you have a story in that background, it just kind of makes it easy to move forward with the passion to serve in that type of capacity. Um, as far as challenges, I don't really know any challenges. Um, I don't know. I really enjoy working with family business. I started a business with my two older sisters. So obviously nothing has been too hard because I did it again uh, with my two older sisters. But um, there's there's not really any challenges. Um, a challenge for my dad is just really trying to get him to just sit down. <laughs> He's very involved. He's always at the office. He just he just loves what he does and he's a hard working man. And so that's probably the biggest challenge is my, my brother and I, we kind of have a little joke. We tell him, you're supposed to keep up with dad. Like he'll be on the roof. He'll be in the uh, in the truck. He'll be mowing. So that's kind of a challenge is keeping up with my dad and just making sure that he is just sitting down somewhere and enjoying life and really just focusing on letting us move the business forward. Yeah, for sure. Well, and you mentioned that second business that you started with your older sisters. Uh, you're a partner in Elite Facilities Maintenance. When did you all start that and, and what prompted you to launch it? Um, we have been in business, um, Elite Facility Maintenance, for eight years. And at the time when we first started, I was in um, grad school in Atlanta. I am a graphic designer by background. So um, I was down in school in Atlanta and my two older sisters my oldest sister, April, she really wanted to do a laundry service. So at the time, she was providing like a, a, laun a laundry service where she would go around and, you know, to different hair salons or places like that, barbershops, and she would wash their towels for them um, and then, you know, take those back. So us just kind of sitting around talking. And it was called Dats Clean, D-A-T-S Clean. And it stood for Deidre, April, Tanika, and Scrap. That's my brother. That's his nickname, Scrappy. Um, he is a junior, but it started there. But we just wanted, we just kept talking and was like, okay, well, let's grow this. Like, how do we take it to another level? And we actually started meeting with um, Premier Building Maintenance. Mark Isom was a very great uh, mentor in that space. And so we started meeting with him. We changed our name because we wanted to, you know, be uh, have a wider range of services that we offered and having B&B also as a mentor and seeing how they started working with the city, the local government, state, you know, federal. Uh, we kind of wanted that same thing for ourselves. So then elite facility maintenance became a big thing. And here we are today. <laughs> That's awesome. So how do you how do you split your time and is there a relationship between Elite and B&B &B, or do you all keep those totally separate? No, those are totally separate. Uh, we would like to get, you know, we've and that's kind of going back to, you know, the conversations we have in 100 Knocks. What is that overarching company? Maybe it looks different or how can we work together uh, to where we can expand our territory and expand our services? So we've definitely been in conversation on what that looks like, but we're definitely our own entities at the same time. Excellent. And going back to B&B, &B, you mentioned it really got its start 1987. Mm -hmm. residential customers. Since then, obviously, it's grown tremendously. You do a lot of work with 
big enterprise customers as well as with uh, the government. How did you go about securing those contracts? What was the process like to get to get the certifications necessary and to go through the, the procurement, the contracting process with these big entities? Honestly, um, I think it was just going back to mentorship. I know when I came on, I've been with B&B about uh, eight years, a little over eight years now. So kind of when, when I came back from school, I kind of jumped into both things and entrepreneurship. But um, Mark Dethridge with East Tennessee Mechanical Contractors, another black owned business, um, he was he's very successful and has been successful in what he does. So he was a mentor as well. So by the time I got with B&B, we already had a lot of those certifications. Some of the certifications I was able to help us um, apply for, such as like HUBZone certifications, um, DBE certifications. But um, as far as getting jobs, it really has been it really does come down to sometimes who you know. Um, the city of Knoxville is a little different. You know, they at first they were doing lowest bid. So your number at the end of the day, your number had to be right. And it had to be something that they felt like they had a budget for. But as we moved up into federal uh, government work, if you knew someone that then you could find out when jobs were coming down and who was working on what and what openings were available, what contracts they were looking contractors they were looking for, we were able to get into the door that way and just kind of figure it out from there, honestly. Yep, that makes sense. And I mean, what would you recommend for newer businesses wanting to get those types of contracts, wanting to work with the uh, Tennessee Department of Transportation with the other big government contracts. Is it finding a, a mentor like like you all are now at BNB Services, like Mark Dethridge is, uh, mm -hmm. others that have kind of been down that path before and learning from them? Yes, I would also have to um, shout out. I know Doug Mentor, who who is not, he's no longer here in Knoxville. He's back in Canada, but he worked with the Knoxville Chamber and working with looking into minority-owned businesses and how to uh, help them get those types of licenses, help them get on certain schedules to see when work is coming. Um, but I know um, Tanika Harper, who has Shora Foundation, she's really started an organization called the Roots Collective, which is kind of a... Um, it's a group where we share different resources. There's mentors in that group. You know, I'm a mentor helping different people and different aspects of their businesses. It could be for the PPP. It could be like, hey, I need to get a business license or so I would suggest, um, yes, finding those mentors, finding those businesses who have who are doing what you want to do and just simply asking them, hey, how do I go about doing this? Um, the, the Black Chamber is coming to Knoxville. The Greater Knox Black County, the Greater Knox County Black Chamber is developing here in Knoxville. And that will be a resource that we want to provide to those individuals, business owners that are looking to level up and grow their business. So those are fantastic resources. Let's, let's kind of run through a a quick punch list of how listeners can engage with all of those. So what are the best ways for people to connect with Tanika at Roots, uh, with you all, the cohort at the women, uh, mm -hmm. with the new Black Chamber, like you just talked about, uh, coming to Knoxville, Knox County? How, what are the best ways for people to find information about each of these? Well, I'm just going to really make it simple for everyone. Go to um, the womenllcknoxville.org, and that is where we can, because we want to be the catalyst to be able to plug those individuals and say, hey, um, Tanika, who is a part of the women, you know, 
here, this is, you know, let, let me introduce you to her. We also have myself and Kanika White, who is another part of the women who is working with uh, the Black Chamber that is coming. So if you visit our website, uh, get get involved, get more info, send us an email. Uh, if you're on Facebook, send us a Facebook message and tell us exactly what the need is, because we also work with um, Damon Rawls, who set up the uh, Knoxville Black Business Directory, which is a great resource if you're ever wanting to do business, do business with support black business. That is a great space to start and look and see if there is anything available. But if you reach out to the women, we will make sure we will get you plugged into or connect you with whoever we can to get you where you need to be. So as you're looking forward into 2021 and beyond for BNB services, what are, what are kind of some of the things that the foundation of your growth plans? Is it serving a bigger geographical area? Is it getting more customers where you're already having tremendous success, like uh, government contracts? Is it expanding into other areas, even more like, uh, you know, corporate commercial uh, enterprise contracts? Is it adding additional services that you may not have offered in the past or not offered as much and kind of ramping those up? What are, what are some of the different vectors that you're evaluating right now in terms of driving growth? All of those things, Brandon, all those things that you said, uh, that is definitely what we're trying to do. And if I had to just uh, sum it up into maybe a few key points, I know one would be definitely expanding business more into the federal government space. Also, being a contractor that um, helps other subcontractors, you know, we have our general contractors license, but there's so many other businesses that we could um, like if we're getting jobs and we're not able to do those jobs, there's other lawn care businesses that are wanting to grow and expand. So how can we work together in getting that work down to them? How can we be a, a prime contractor on a particular uh, job being B&B services, but we're working with the uh, electric company. We're working with another general contractor. So we really want to be um, a business that is helping other smaller businesses grow and level up in their uh, space as well. And then um, I think another goal I would also say would be expanding services, um, getting more into the hardscapes and irrigation services. Those would be great additions to add to our um, to our line of work. Definitely. And then pivoting a little bit and thinking about your other company, Elite Facility Maintenance, obviously maintenance of facilities has dramatically changed over the last year, right? All sorts of new health yes. and safety uh, protocols. So, you know, talk a little bit about how you guys have adapted, pivoted at all vis-a-vis uh, -vis coronavirus. And also what are some of your growth opportunities looking forward to the next year or two? Yes, as far as elite facility maintenance, um, we're definitely heavy on the janitorial side right now. And with COVID, when COVID really hit, you know, I think as it kind of started to, as we went out through as we went through the year, people were more open to having people enter their space, even if it was just to clean. So that was kind of a hurdle there because work did slow down a little bit. Um I would love to say that it's picking back up, but honestly, it's not because as we know, due to the pandemic, that has definitely affected revenue in so many different businesses. So you may not be able to offer the cleaning services as often as you would want, but we want to do the basic COVID protection. So, but we are looking to continue to expand in that space because um, we know as it continues to pick back up, people are going to be ready for a full clean, you know, company to come in, keep the space sanitized, keep it clean. And we're able to provide those services as well. 
And from your perch on, uh, on the women and being part of 100 Knoxville and all the many things that you're involved with across the community, uh, what are you seeing at kind of a very high level? What are, what are some of the challenges and perhaps even unique challenges to, for black entrepreneurs in Knoxville? And, 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 and what do you think our community can do? And obviously you're already doing a lot of it uh, to help, to help them start in the first place. And then once they are started, help them, them grow and scale up. I think encouraging um, our community because there's so many. I mean, with the pandemic, there were so many businesses that that were that started just because, hey, I'm home now or now that I'm working for home, I might actually have a little bit more time to pick up that thing that once was a hobby. But now it's actually being a access to uh, revenue. I'm providing revenue for myself. Um, so really encouraging those businesses to continue to start. If you have an idea, just start. Um, and being a resource, um, even with one of the uh, recipients of the first loans that we did with the women, um, just being a mentor, you know, hey, this is how you set up your business license. This is where you go to get your business license. You know, just basic, simple steps there. So um, I think that's what the women wants to provide, the support, the encouragement to get started, a mentor and resource space to help you along the way. And then the connection to once we get to a level where we're, we're not able to handle the capacity, well, Hey, here's Brandon. He's got a uh, 100 knots going on. I think, you know, we, we send that out. I think you should apply because this has been very helpful for us. And I can only see it being helpful for other businesses as well. Now, clearly you have a, you have a big passion for Knoxville. Uh, it, it, you're an owner of elite. You're involved with your family business, BNB services. You've launched nonprofits, including the women. And now I saw the announcement a couple days ago that you're going to be running for city council. So tell us about that decision to, to jump in and, and get involved in a political campaign. Um, yes, as you all have probably just heard a lot of my business background, um, I didn't really talk a lot about my, about my community um, work, but I have been working with the community with Tent Summit. Tents is a nonprofit organization that stands for Teaching to Eliminate Negative Stereotypes Through Education. It's an organization that myself and a high school classmates started back uh, 20, 2012. Uh, so we've been doing this, you know, since then consistently every year. But um, I just wanted to continue to expand my impact um, for the community, um, whether it's business and being doing that with the women, you know, knowing that there is a need for access to capital. If you don't have capital, sometimes that it, it really is difficult to continue to grow your business. Um being involved in community work, also being a young life leader when I was in high school, uh, then when I got to college, you know, so knowing what it takes and what it's like to be a mentor to high school students, just to be someone that they can talk to. So kind of just taking all that and other things I'm involved in and just thinking like, what is the next level? What is something else I can do? That's an opportunity that I can continue to serve because it is a servant space, but be impactful in what I'm doing. And city council was just another platform to elevate the mission, the vision, the voice, the, you know, everything that we need to push the needle forward. I felt like this was just going to give me another opportunity to do just that. Well, I applaud you for jumping in and getting involved. I think running a, running a campaign is certainly one of the most entrepreneurial uh, things that you can do because it, it's a, on a very defined and really compressed timeline. And you have to mm -hmm. jump in and get super active and really put yourself out there in the community. And I think that's one of the big benefits of doing it is, is really putting yourself in a position of service, right? You get to meet so many people across mm -hmm. the community 
doing so many interesting things uh, that you really put yourself in the middle of all those activities. And so I think, <laughs> I think that'll be a great experience and, and, and good for you for jumping in to do it. Um, Thank you. As you, you know, that's largely going to define your, your 2021 is going to be extremely busy. You've got a campaign, yeah. you've got businesses to run, you've got nonprofits to continue uh, to scale up. I think, I think it's going to be great. What you mentioned the URL of the women website earlier, mm-hmm. is that the best way for, for listeners to get in touch with you and also connect with these other resources in town? Um, yes, that's a good way. You can also go. I know we were just talking about uh, my campaign. Um, if you want to know more about me, you can go to my website, which is www.deidrefordistrict6.com. And Deidre is spelled D-E-I-D-R-A. www.deidrefordistrict6.com is another way you can find out a little bit more about me, get involved on whatever that, you know, whatever it is, hopefully that I can help answer questions. And what I also like is maybe you can help me. You know, I'm just not a a giver uh, or a taker. I am both. I listen and I, you know, just try to figure out the best way we can move forward together. Fantastic. Well, and I'm thrilled that B&B Services and that you are part of the 100 Knoxville initiative. Yes. I think a lot of exciting things are happening. Obviously, B&B has such a long and rich history here in Knoxville of uh, doing a lot of great work, employing amazing people, and continuing to grow, right? 34 years yes. is an amazing amount of time to, to be in business, right? Business is not easy. Uh, it's gone through lots of ups and downs and seen a lot of history. And so uh, amazing that you guys are in the place that you are and continuing to grow. And, and we look forward to the community being part of that growth story going forward. So thanks a ton, Deidre, for, for being on the show. Yes. And I have I cannot leave without saying thank you, Brandon, for the opportunity. Um, I think it's great with what with what 100 Knox is doing, your team of people that have come together to be a solution. And I appreciate that. So thank you, B&B. We appreciate the opportunity. It's absolutely my pleasure. And thanks, everybody for listening to the Startup Knox podcast. If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe to listen to more interviews with Knoxville entrepreneurs. If you want to know more about today's episode, check out the show notes on our website at startupknox.com, where you can also download a free entrepreneur's guide to Knoxville. Today's episode is in partnership with the 100 Knoxville Initiative. You can learn more at 100knoxville.com. Join us for the next episode of the Startup Knox podcast. Thanks for listening.